You have just tuned in to the Shoot the Rock podcast. Who they rocking with, Joe? Who they rocking with? That's right. Remix it. Remix it. You're now rocking with the best. Yes, yes. You're now rocking with the best. What up and welcome to the pod. I'm your host, Robert Zaragoza, a.k.a. The Commish, a.k.a. Big Z, a.k.a. So Big So Sweet, a.k.a. The Latino Bleacher Report. Um, You know, this is our third quarantine podcast. Uh, First one was, you know, talking about canceling our tournaments and how things have been going. Then last last time we had uh, Mo Minutes, uh, Joey, talking about the Don Luis. And then today we have uh, an illustrious guest. Here on the podcast, we have Lorenzo Mata Real, aka El Matador, aka Lolo, aka Lord of the Rings, aka the Pride of Southgate. What up, Big Low? Aka Low, so sweet. <laughs> Big Low, so sweet. Chilling, man, chilling right here. What's good with you? How's uh, how's the quarantine been treating you? You know, it was all good until three days ago where. The temperature started getting above 101, so now I'm scorching inside the house. Yeah, so you're out in Mexicali, right? Um, out there, that that's where you last played. Yeah, yeah. Mexicali. Uh, here in the in, in Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen, Baja California. So, so right now we've been probably about four or five weeks into the the quarantine. Um, and then you just finished the season, like probably in February, with uh, the Soles. You won the championship. What would you been doing right now? Like, had had this not went down, where would you be at? Uh, would you be playing, or would you be resting, or what? What would be your plans right now if this wasn't going down? Uh, I mean, before all this started, I, I had a plan to uh, just. Kind of like rehab my knee and, and work out and get in, and get in like good 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 shape prior to the next season that was that was gonna be approaching. Uh, I also had a, a couple teams from Sierra Copa call me, but I wasn't gonna do that. I didn't I didn't uh, really uh, listen to that. Yeah, the the Sierra Copa. The Sierra Copa is a, a grind, right? It's four games a week. So for you, uh, being that that you're a seasoned vet. Uh, four games a week uh, with the grueling traveling for the Cibo Copa probably wouldn't be good for for your knees and for your rehabbing your injuries. Yeah, and then I had a, 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 a doctor here in Mexico that was going to help me out with all the rehab and, and strengthening my legs and all that stuff. He has a clinic here in Mexico, but unfortunately all this stuff happened and uh, yeah, man, just been kind of uh, staying inside as much as possible, uh, going out uh, when, when it's needed to get groceries or I mean get get water, uh, but always always with the with the face cover now, and I mean just in, inside the house maintaining, trying to do uh, what I can to stay active. I mean I got a couple of resistant bands, I got some balance pads, I got a. a the, the gym right here. I want to say, let me borrow a 35 pound plate, but I actually took it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, just trying to do as much as, as I can. You are now tuned in to the Shoot the Rock podcast. 
And another thing that I saw uh, you've been doing probably this last week is you've been jumping on um, Instagram Live, which is cool. Because I know everyone knows you from, you know, the UCLA days. You got your followers from, you know, you, you picked up a lot of followers from when, when you were playing in Mexico. And everyone remembers you from UCLA. And, you know, you're always in the, on the scene as far as basketball-wise in Latino America and stuff like that. But you've been doing interviews uh, with some of your ex-teammates. Uh, I know you interviewed Jorge Gutierrez that played in the NBA uh, for a little bit. You interviewed Horacio Llamas, which is the first NBA player, and then Hector Hernandez, and then Perry Mesa. Tell me how that's been going. Tell me why you started. I mean, obviously, I know why you started it, but how's that been, how's that been going? Oh, that's cool. I mean, I kind of just I start, me and Jorge started uh, kind of like I want to say kind of just, just messing around just to get on there. And that was the first time uh, I, I did it. And and Jorge and I, like, we agreed to do it every Tuesday. Uh, just us talking about experiences and and so forth. But now what, what we want to do is kind of like uh, those Tuesdays, uh, figure out a way to to bring in a, a guest and then both of us kind of like uh, interview that, that, that guest uh, so that's something we're, we're doing with Jorge and after that after I did that with Jorge the first time I was like you know what I'm just gonna start uh, kind of like talking with people blah blah and I think my first one might have been Orlando I think oh that's right that's right uh, so I hit Orlando and Orlando and I like were on the live. I think it was like we were almost on there for like two hours, just talking, just uh, talking about different stuff, basketball, and, and and like you know, and the people liked it. And, and it obviously gives the people right now that are that aren't doing much uh, something to to listen to and to see and to watch us. Uh, I know, I know. Uh, it's, not, it's nothing big or whatever but I mean uh, I like to do it because I mean first of all I hate talking I hate being on camera yeah. uh, and I feel like that, that that helps me more like to get more comfortable like in front of the camera and people watching and, and it just uh, kind of like helps me improve in, in, in that in that part yeah, and I, I, I noticed that as well. I mean, uh, I know you've had uh, a, a big UCLA career and, and all that stuff. and But a lot of people, there's not a lot of interviews, like, per se, about you. So seeing you on Instagram and seeing you talking to these guys, like I was telling uh, a couple guys, I was like, that, that last interview that you had with Betty Mesa was pretty good because I think you could definitely see... Um, that you're you're feeling a lot more comfortable doing it. You know, you're actually editing stuff and and putting little images on there, so it, it makes it a little bit more interactive and it, and it's cool to hear stories because I know sometimes you're like, wow, you guys have heard the UCLA stories before, but not really, dog. Like not not really. And and I think sometimes, um, especially right now, it's always cool to like look back. You know, especially when there's not a lot of things going on. So for you and, and, and Betty to, to kind of like throw back and be like, oh, our days in Culiacan and our days in, in this and our head head up, head to head matchup, stuff like that. That's just always dope. 
and it's good to hear and i'm glad that you're doing it because i think and and another thing that that was that's different is that you're doing it all in spanish yeah yeah i mean because i mean let's be real uh, a lot a lot of my followers most of them are from mexico or um, spanish-speaking countries you know uh, i mean obviously i have a lot of uh people that speak english that want to hear but i think begin to begin it was better to do it with players that talk spanish or that you know or orlando orlando got way better in spanish because we both know from the beginning that he didn't really know how to speak that well mm-hmm. uh, and but yeah i mean eventually now i'm gonna start uh kind of like i guess uh, knocking uh, knocking it up a notch a little bit putting it uh, bringing in more people uh, I already got uh, Jaime Hawkins Jr. committed mm-hmm. he, he's a freshman I mean he was a freshman last last year at UCLA uh, trying to get uh, Juanito Toscano Anderson uh, gotta get Paco Cruz uh, and I'm gonna get I'm, I'm, I'm gonna even jump into the to like the entertainment business, I mean the entertainment world, and uh, I'm gonna get, uh, I don't know, a lot of people probably know Jesse Joy, uh, the lead singer Jesse. So he, he, he was he was, gonna, he was down to do it too. So we're gonna hop in, hop on a live soon with him, and uh, and then Asesino, which is like the biggest, or he was the biggest uh, freestyle artist uh, in in the world, Latin America, like. Uh, trying to get him too to commit so I mean I'm just I don't know I, I feel like in this quarantine that's something that uh, caught my eye caught my attention and, 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 and I like it so I mean I got my stuff so I, I come down here in the in the living room and whoever's whoever's next to get uh, that I want to be on a live with I just kind of like do a little research and so I could make sure what what stuff to talk about uh but i mean i find i find it interesting so and obviously when i find something interesting i want to i want to keep it going and, and, and improve yeah and i think it, it 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 bodes well because you're you're using the resources that you have and you're using you know all the years in hoops i mean the basketball is a big community i mean um you know, just kind of looking back at, at at some of your ex-teammates, you know, you got um, Ryan Hollins. He, he's doing media, you know, and you kind of, you're friends with him. And like Josiah's been doing his Yahoo Sports, stuff like that. And and it, it, it sounds like you're you're heading in that direction. And as far as that, I know you hashtag the Matador Sports, Matador. You know, that's what they call you. They call you El Matador. So, so is that something that... Uh, Matador Sports is gonna do. Are you are you looking at like? Because I know on live you can only keep it so long on on the on the page. Are you gonna try to keep those interviews? Because those are those are jewels, bro. Those are those are those are conversations. Like you know, really, the early conversations that you're having are, are with friends. You know, Orlando and and Betty and Hector and and that and and those are those are memories that you guys are having. But those are things that nobody knows. You know, that's kind of like like Jalen Rose says. You know, you're taking people behind the curtain. You are now tuned into the Shoot the Rock podcast. Yeah, like the whole website thing. I think I, when I first started with the Mata, Matador Sports, like I went into the whole uh, to you know where you actually could get the name for the website and, and 
uh, so you could create start creating the website like I went on there and the name was actually I think I was able to kind of like put it on hold put that name on hold okay so, so that, so that's something that's pending you know you, you still haven't figured out what you yeah. do with that okay cool yeah. cool in the beginning I was like I wanted to to uh, kind of like start with with some merch uh, but not the, like the money wasn't gonna go to me like I was gonna use the money to uh, for, for for the youth to find uh, courts or find kids and stuff in Mexico like if I were to kind of like restore a, a basketball court that needed restoring in a in a place where I know people play basketball but the court was so messed up like I wanted to use the the money from the merchandise that I was gonna sell uh, to go forward to that or, or to uh, to use sports in some way or another. Yeah, that's that's dope. Speaking of merch, um, you're talking to Betty, and he's got that merch brand, the Doce Guerreros, and you're part of the Doce Guerreros. Tell me, tell me what your take is on on that. The you talking about the merch? The merch, but I know I know when you guys were making your run in the Pan Am and and all the merch. other tournaments, they called you guys the Doce Guerreros, and that was kind of like that was like the new. Yeah. I mean, you know what what you guys they, they called your group. Yeah, I mean, I think it was uh, one of my one of my friends gave me that idea uh, when the when the Pan American game was going on, yeah. and I think I actually I actually tweeted like it was like Guerrero. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, Betty and Hector like they met uh, some people in Mexico City. Uh, the, the guys that actually, that actually help uh, with that merch that's going on now uh, to to pop it to pop it on, and I mean they've done a good job. I mean the 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 quality and the I mean the logo is it, it, cool, it's nice, and what they said. I haven't really looked much into the whole idea of it because I don't. I still really don't know how I feel about. Uh, uh, those people doing it because I know something that that I was looking on do, to do because yeah. uh, I, I was a, I was a big part of that. I mean, I, I don't want to say that it was it was just me, but I, like it started because of uh, of us, you know, like yeah. that in, in 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 Guadalajara, and so. But they're saying all that merch and, and that they're making and what they show. I mean, the, the ideology is that they're going to do the same thing that I was talking about, uh, mm. kind of like putting it, putting it into into courts, restoring courts, and and for the youth. Uh, but I want to make sure first that that's actually what's going to go on, because you know, in, in Mexico, people uh, could could tell you something and then uh, turns turns out to be something else that that. Yeah, and I think for for anyone that that knows you, I think um, I mean I'm sure in all the the hundreds of basketball players, a lot of the people talk about you and that you know like you're you're always like their their favorite teammate or their best teammate or like who you know you know even even when you were at, at UCLA, John Wooden, you know they asked you know the, the the years that you guys were making those runs and they asked. I remember uh, him quoting, him being quoted, like saying that you were one of his his favorite workers because you worked so hard. So I think 
anything you put a name on low uh your name on is gonna is gonna be successful you know um you know how AK, aka you the the lord of the rings because shit bro looking back at it you know i'm gonna fucking just list it down the championships that you've had you are now tuned in to the shoot the rock podcast well, ucla uh veracruz jalapa you were a champion in puerto rico in culiacan uh pioneros de quintana roo which is cancun you were just uh mexicali uh silver medal in the pan ams uh the feeble america cup and the centro basket and you're meddling in those so like you got the the magic touch and i think sometimes you get you know being that you're such a nice guy and and things like that you know uh, a lot of people I, I wouldn't say hate but you know they just they don't they don't acknowledge the fact that that you're a big part of those things how does it feel like what's your take on on people that that maybe don't look at you as like you know um or how did you become a winner like you know what I'm saying like where did that come from where did that where did that that winning mentality or being that great teammate come from um as far as you know maybe in your youth or maybe someone taught you that and like in your days in southgate i, I think uh, honestly to me the, the time where i felt where that whole that whole thing came about and i changed my way of thinking was when i got to ucla um, the, that coaching staff and the, and the players, the surroundings, it was just, everybody wanted to win and we, we, out, we all uh, were on that same page about, and we were all about winning and and we all knew our role and, and everything. And ever since then, I mean, uh, that t- those type of players, those type of coaches, uh, they, they uh, inject that, uh, that mentality to you, and, and ever since then, uh, I mean, I went to, to three straight Final Fours, one Pac-10 pack, pack titles, uh, and we were all about winning, and uh, so, and then a lot of we just winning and kept winning, winning game titles, uh, so pretty much everywhere I went after that, it was, it was winning, you know, uh, that's, that's why when, when I, this last couple years before I came to Mexicali when I was in Querétaro, uh, it was in a situation where where I where I desired to be and obviously it wasn't a winning team and and it felt pretty pretty wrong to be in a, in a place where they weren't about all about winning. Like their mentality wasn't about winning games with me. So uh, I had to be in a place where or I felt like I, they, I felt like they wanted me, uh, and I ended up back here in Mexicali. And, and what do you know? Like one little title. Yeah. and like the thing is in in Mexico, uh, I don't know if like a lot of people know. It's not like the uh, any other league or whatever. Um, there's not like a lot of trades, but. I know you were rehabbing your injury, your teammates, I think Cesar Guerrero, uh, also another another of our Latino cats was out there with you, but you guys made, I, I want to say you guys made a road trip to Mexicali, and then like a week later you ended up staying in Mexicali, is that what happened? Because there's not really trades, but how did you end up from Querétaro in the middle of the season, and then you ended up with Mexicali? Was there a trade? What did they, they would they offer players? Was it a contract swap? What did, what happened? Was it money? What what happened there? 
because that's crazy. That was uh, that was interesting. Yeah, I mean, Mexico's weird, uh, but uh, so what happened? I was doing everything I could, and when I was in Canada, because I had surgery on my knee, and I was doing rehab pretty much on my own, uh, because there's a whole bunch of stuff that went on, mm-hmm. and so I did everything the team asked me to do, and then uh, I think it was like two months and a half past, and the team, the owner was like, you did, you did everything we asked, blah, blah. Uh, I just don't feel like uh, you want to be here. Uh, and they just start telling me like, oh, because I had, I had a house over there. Yeah. Well, that house, you're not, you're not going to be able to have it anymore. Uh, you're going to... Uh, so kind of like tell me all this stuff. So you got evicted. <laughs> so you pretty not much got evicted. evicted? Not, <laughs> not, not evicted. Like the team took that the house away. Kind of like, and so it was. It was just one day the, the owner called me to the office. So and uh, and told me all this stuff. Where oh, uh, this and that. Uh, uh, we we could only probably pay you this and. And then, uh, so pretty much just trying to, uh, get, for him, kind of, for, so they were, trying so to, they to make me be the bad guy. So at the end of the day, I was like, man, you know what? Like, I don't care. Uh, uh, I don't, like, I don't think it's fair, blah, blah. And then he asked me, oh, what do you, so what do you want to do? What do you think it's fair? And I'm like, maybe I, I just want to look for another team. And as soon as I said, I want to look for another team, he's like, oh, okay, like, which team are you thinking? So it's kind of like, he didn't want to be the one to tell me, like, hey, we don't want to. He wanted me to, he wanted me to say, like, hey, I want, I want to be, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing about so, Mexico. So, so, so even, uh, you know, I, I know in some of the other podcasts I talked about, like, how things went down or things are crazy in Mexico. So even someone like, you know, and this is already after you won a championship, uh, several championships in Mexico, and this is so you're not, uh, even Lorenzo Mata is not immune to to the politics and the you know the money grab of some teams. You know some teams are just about the advertising and the sponsor money grabs, and maybe they just wanted the name of Lorenzo Mata because I know your name was you know I mean you're 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 known in Mexico. You won, you know you you have the face. You've been on uh, on those those platforms, and I think. You know, maybe they weren't going in the directions that they wanted to go, and, and it was just, you know, like you said, that it was an easy out for for them to wait for you to do that, so that they they don't look like a bad guy or something, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it was crazy because when I when they first uh, acquired me, they, they, just just to put put it to you to you this way, uh, the team that owned my right was Toros uh, of Nuevo Laredo. And that team hadn't played on the league in uh, two years or something, or a year and a half. I don't know how long, yeah. but they still had my rights, even though they they had nothing to do with the league. Wow. So when, when my first, when I, the first year I played in Mexicali, that uh, that we also won a championship, uh, Mexicali, I was I was here on uh, uh, like on a loan. So Toros loaned me to, to Mexicali for the season. And after the season, uh, Mexicali wanted to buy my rights from Toro, but the owner for Toros was like, nah, like, 
Uh, or if they want to buy, if they want to buy your rights, the term is gonna be, uh, I don't know how many uh, fucking million pesos or, or whatever. Yeah. And Mexicali was like, man, like that's too much, like you know, like, and so then I was in uh, in Yucatan because I was gonna get surgery over there, and then uh, a day before my surgery, I get a call and. Somebody calls me and I answered. He was like, "Hey, this is so and so from Querétaro, just to let you know that we just we just bought your rights and now you're part of the uh, of the Libertadores de Querétaro." Wow. And at first I thought, and at first I thought it was a joke. Like, like what the hell? Like, nobody gave me a heads up. Like, nobody gave me any options. Like, nobody told me like if I was gonna like if I wanted to even go there. But, you know, like it was it was crazy. But, like they didn't, they didn't tell my agent or nothing. So, anyway, that happened. I get surgery. I show up to get it done like a month after that. After I agreed that to go over there, uh, and and it was just a like a, a mess. Uh, and then I'm just gonna fast forward to to how how uh, uh, how I ended up in Mexicali. How we're talking about uh, the owner told me about. I mean what teams that I wanted to go to after things didn't work out there. And I, I only gave options in two teams. And so I'm Capitanes or Soles. So, so the dude, uh, he was like, all right, I'm gonna make some calls, blah, blah. And like, I didn't hear, I didn't hear anything back from him until, uh, I, I think it was like two days or a day before we were going to travel to Mexicali. And he's like, hey, uh... You are now tuned in to the Shoot the Rock podcast. This trip to Mexicali, where, where you go, uh, take all your stuff, because you're going you're gonna to stay with it. Wow. Mexicali, we agreed, and Mexicali, uh, we agreed to, they got your rights, and, 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 and all that stuff. So I, my, I had to go, and me, me and my girl uh, start packing all our stuff, putting it in boxes and all your stuff and yeah like on the ended up coming to Mexicali playing with Queretaro here in Mexicali and then after the second game that we played uh, they announced me as a as a a, a solid so wow. it was crazy wow wow so they still they already knew that they were going to make that trade and they still had you play for Queretaro just for the for the roadie, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, and and and, and another crazy thing is, uh, Mexicali, uh, I think sometime in December, they went to go play in Querétaro. So an agreement that they had was that that I couldn't go to Querétaro and play against them. So that trip, like I didn't even make the trip. I stayed in in Mexicali because I mean I wasn't gonna be able to play against them. Wow, that's just another Mexico crazy Mexico story, dog. It don't stop. So the thing is, it's it's nuts how they just can own your rights and everything like that. And and but I think uh, being in an organization like uh, Mexicali, that's a good organization. You can tell the difference for sure. I mean, especially you coming from UCLA, you guys are that's like a, a, a top premier. Um, prestigious university so they have all the top-notch things so so whenever you're not in a good place I'm, I'm sure you can tell right away um, and then speaking of back backtracking to your recruiting class 
I know you talked about your winning ways and, and you know, you ended up winning in Mexicali, but um, how did you end up at UCLA? Because I know you said, you know, you, you, you know, you learned your winning ways at UCLA. Um, you were at Southgate, you know, you were all city player like that. But what was the thing? Because I know, um, I think uh, on Twitter you had posted something about, um, I forgot, but I remember Marcus Johnson. He was a UCLA um, uh, legend, uh, NBA Hall of Famer. He had mentioned that he remembered you from your days um, in the AAU circuit. And he remembered the, the, the day he remembered you is when you guys went against uh, one of Dwight Howard's teams. I think probably, I, I mean, AAU was probably a lot different than it is now. Yeah. But, but I think, you know, you, you're, how did you end up on the AAU team? What was it called? And what was that that team that you guys played, or what tournaments did you guys play in? Uh, uh, I think it was going into my senior year. I think after my junior year in in uh, high school, uh, or during my junior year, we're playing in, in tournaments and big tournaments. Because uh, uh, I mean. Obviously, I was good. I was dunking. I was blocking shots. We had a good team, and I want to say we're playing in a. I don't know. It was a tournament, a big time tournament, mm -hmm. and I guess the the Pump Brothers were there, like Dana and David Pump, which are uh, back then they used to have the biggest AU uh, teams in in the country called Pump and Run. Uh, and I guess they called they called my coach, my high school coach, because they saw me play. And my coach at, at the time in high school, he, he told me that hey, uh, this team Pumper and they want you to play. Uh, and and I had to play. I think I played like a little. I went to a, a camp for for Dinos, for Gomez, for and I played like with Delmont Shores. And, uh, so pumps, the pumps, they called and then I, I go to one of the prices in, in the valley and they told me like, hey, like we want you to play, we're gonna play in this tournament, blah, blah. He's like, and they told me like, if you play with us, like, we'll give your whole team shoes, backpacks, uh, you know, like the, the whole deal, like whatever your team needs, like they'll, they'll get it. And I'm like, and when they told me that, like, I was like, oh, if my teammates are gonna get uh, hooked up, like that—that's all I want, you know. Yeah. So I ended up, I ended up committing to them, and and the first practice, like we're practicing, uh, Jordan Farmer, Nick Young, uh, Mario Chalmers, Alex Stevenson, uh, Jared Dudley. Back then, there was a kid called Kashif Watson. Uh, he went to Tennessee, uh, bro. Like. Uh, we have we have a squad, yeah. and uh, and we, we played like in the biggest tournaments in the country. We went to the Bob Gillen in North Carolina. Uh, we won that. We, we beat the Atlanta Celtics with Dwight Howard, and they had Dwight Howard, Randolph Boys, Josh Smith. Uh, then we we played in the Best of the West in LA, which is uh, the biggest. Back then, it was the biggest tournament in the country. Well, Again, we went to the championship and we beat the Atlanta Celtics again. 
Uh, and I was going against Dwight Howard. Uh, and then after that, like, I started getting, like, recruited. And that got me an invite to the ABCD camp. And ABCD camp, like, I had never been to any camp, anything like that. And I went over there and I was like, oh, shit, like, that's, that's, uh, that's crazy. Like, because, I mean, you get your own, like, no, no room, uh, they have like a game room and, and it's crazy like you, you show up to, to, to Adidas and, and you say your name and they give you your, your, your pack and personalized shoes Adidas shoes like everything and I was like damn it's crazy so and it's like the top I don't know how many people get invited to that camp but it was like the top the top of the crop of, of, of the all the United States if you weren't there then you were at Nike but at at that time, ABCD was the biggest basketball camp in the country. So it was like, uh, so yeah, that, that's how I played AAU and, and started getting recruited. So yeah, man, that's that's crazy. Because the thing is, you know, you hear all these stories of UCLA and this and that, but it's, it's it started there. And how did you feel? Like, where, where did you feel like, man, I got, I just got to put in work, or, or like, or I fit in, or like, did you always feel you had to prove yourself? Because I know, you know, anytime you're new to, because you were, you were new to all that. You know, I'm sure a lot of the other kids had been going to these camps from younger, but you were like, you know you're almost like a late bloomer right uh, a lot of did a, a lot of guys probably knew each other already and you're like okay you know so how did you feel being like the new guy in that circuit did you how yeah, I, I, felt, I, I, I always felt out of place like like i felt like i didn't belong still because i was like man like these are all like the best players in the country like what am i doing here you know like like i and I, I guess it was kind of like surreal. And then uh, once the, the game started playing, started going on and everything, like I was holding my own. There was some games, bro. Like I played like in, back then. There was a big dude from I think from Bakersfield, but Fresno. Uh, he he got drafted in, in the NBA right at high school. His his name was Robert Swift, big big white dude. Yeah. And I was playing played against him, and like he was big and strong, like. I, I held my own, but he, he like dunked on me a couple times, and it was like, you know, I was like, damn, like, I can't really do anything against this dude. Uh, but, I mean, then after that, like, kind of like my confidence started going, going up. I was like blocking shots. Just, just doing what I knew, uh, knew what I could do, and just kind of like out hustling people, just, just playing hard all the time. And it ended up being a fun time, and ended up having a, a, a good season after that. And and like I was telling, uh, I forgot who I was telling that after that, like I got a, I got invited to, I got like in the mail those lunch lunch boxes from McDonald's. They're like the McDonald's All American lunch boxes, and. I received one, and it said, like, you've been selected as one of the top uh, 50 players in the country. And I was like, man, like, really? that's crazy. Yeah. So, and then I got invited to the to the Jordan, the Jordan Classic. Like, I was in the roster. Like, I, like my teammates was, like, Sebastian Telfer. Like, uh, like I, was, I was, like, on the roster, but I, I couldn't go because 
from the beginning of my high school career, like uh, before I knew what basketball was going to give me and what uh, about scholarships and all that, like I didn't like I, I messed up in school. Like I didn't know uh, about like scholarships. So like my senior year, like I, I had to make up like like a bunch of classes that I messed up on in my freshman and sophomore year. So I was going to to adult school, I was going to summer school, and then once regular school started, I was going to regular school, then once that ended, like, I would go straight to adult school, so I would go be, be at school from, like, 7 in the morning to, like, 10 at night. Oh, shit. So then... But, it, it, but I made it happen, dog. You are now tuned in to the Shoot the Rock podcast. Yeah, that's, that's dope. So then, uh, who were the, the, you know, who were the big recruits, who were the who were the names that were coming in? Um, like, who was like that first name that 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 school that you were like, oh damn, I didn't think I was gonna get a letter from them. And then, and then, how far along behind that, or how early along behind that was UCLA? I was getting I was getting letters from like every school in, in the country. Was that in after the, the was that after the the ABCD camp or or before or, or already were you getting small letters from from when you were at Southgate or did it hit as soon as you started doing the AAU stuff? Yeah, when I was at, when I was at Southgate, like the first camp I ever went to was like it was it, it was called like Superstar Basketball Camp, and it was like a camp in San Diego that I think like uh, I don't know if my mom paid for it or or. Like I sold like some chocolates so I could be able to pay for it, and and I and I went. It was like a small little camp. Uh, that was like the first ever basketball camp I ever went to. I think it was like my sophomore year going to my junior, and and I did well. Like I actually entered the slam dunk contest and I won it. I went between the legs, and uh, and after that, like I got a letter in the mail at high at my high school, and that's when I realized where. I was like, oh shit, like, uh, my coach is like, that, that's a letter from the university, uh, you, you can get a scholarship, uh, and a scholarship that they could pay for all your education and go to school, college for free, and after he told me that, that's when it hit me, and I was like, oh man, like, I gotta, I gotta step it up, you know? Yeah. So, but then I, I played with, I played with the pumps, and right after those tournaments, because, I mean, we're playing all over the country, playing against the top the top competition in the nation and in the world. So, uh, and coaches were were in there, like, looking at other players. But that playing against other top players and the coaches see you play. So, I, I made a, kind of like a name uh, for myself. So I started getting letters from, like, every school in the country. And when did when did UCLA come in? Uh, UCLA didn't come in till till the end because they were going through a, a coaching change. Mm-hmm. So uh, I already had my visit and the, and my list of schools uh, down. I think it was like Oregon, Oregon, Washington, Arizona, uh, Texas Tech, and. And New Mexico, New Mexico State, like, uh, but like my, like, Bobby Knight went to to Southgate High. He was like, he walked into Southgate High School and and to go talk to me and and like, I don't know 
that's probably the first and only time where you're gonna see Bobby Knight at Chelsea ever. Yeah. And so uh, I already had my mind made up that I was gonna go to Oregon because my boy Bryce Taylor went to Oregon. So I was like, oh, I'm just gonna go to Oregon because I mean Bryce, somebody I know, and uh, they used to, then I played like a, this last tournament with the pumps and. I took a charge on this dude called, named Joey Dorsey, and he was like 6'10", strong. Uh, he, he got the ball, trying to go coast to coast, and I just stood there and just took the charge, and I, and I like, and he was like a beast, bro. So I took the charge, and he like, I flew, like. So after that, like, the next day, uh, Coach Daniels, who was the assistant at UCLA, and Coach Allen called me like, hey, like, we saw you, that's what we need, we need toughness. Uh, I want you to be part of uh, my first recruiting class at UCLA. Uh, and they're like, we have one more scholarship left and we're offering it to you. And there's another guy that we offered it to, but if you want it, it's yours. And, but it, it just came, that that came out of nowhere, out of the left field. Like, uh, it was like one day, they call me that same, at the same time, they call me the same day, they just offered me right away. And I was like, and the next day I called them back and I was like, yeah, I, just, I want to go there. It was crazy. Like, they just came out of nowhere. Damn. So that's, so it was just like, it was more of like, you had to go to UCLA. It was like backyard, you're staying home, you're at the, probably the, the one school that, that everyone that, that is in LA dreams about. So it was just, was it a was it a no was it a no brainer? It seemed like it was. Yeah, I mean, it, like when when I got that call, even though I already had all those visits and kind of like my mind made up that I was gonna go to Oregon. Like when I got that call, like as soon as they offered me my that, that scholarship, like in my head I was like, oh, like a bunch of like that's where I want to go. Yeah. And uh, and then uh, but I, I had to play it cool, like. So that's why I was like, oh, like, let me think about it. I gotta, I gotta talk it over with my mom. I'm not, but like in my mind, like, that's where I, that's where I was gonna go already, you know? Like, so that's why, like, it, it didn't even take me that long until the next day. Like, I called them and I was like, uh, yeah, I, I, I wanna go there. And then that's how it took. Yeah, man. And then I, and then from there, it's just the, 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 the legend of Lorenzo Mata began, you know what I'm saying? So it was good, man. I think, uh, I think those are those are the good times. I'm used to still good times, but I'm just saying, uh, as far as like the UCLA, uh, how how they've been on top. Um, you know, you were you were a part of that. You, uh, I think it was Farmar, Josh Ship, and Aflalo, and you guys were were you guys was that a ranked class? Did they rank those during those years? Or if we weren't the the top class, like we, we were up there. Yeah, I remember they ranked. They ranked. They did rank them, but I, but I, yeah. I don't know. We were either one or two, but we were up there. Yeah, that's sick, man. Because uh, that was, and then after that, you know, obviously all your other teammates that came in after that. But, I mean, you guys, you guys were the ones that set it off. Uh, just some, man. This is a great interview, Low. We're already forty-three minutes in, and you know, I, I, I just want to just kind of finish it off with some quick uh, questions, um, like, you know, just some throwback ones, uh, like just like some of your firsts, you know. Uh, what was your first like 
basketball court or or like the park that you went to or whatever like what was the first place like that I was like oh that's my home 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 gym or home floor or home basket uh i used to go there's this park uh called Bethune park okay uh we used to go to Bethune, but that's that's where i first kind of like would go but uh when i first kind of like said basketball basketball is gonna be like what i want to do is uh when i first got to to junior high and then i saw uh a, like a bunch of people around the basketball course this was in the mornings uh and then i saw a bunch of people like just watching the, uh the kids play and i was like like what the hell going on so i went and then, so like back then it was tracks so so it was i guess it was it, it was like a track against C track they're playing on A track against B track I don't know some, some stuff like that yeah. and they were playing and they were playing in the morning to, to see who was going to get the, the court during lunchtime oh that's sick so whoever won oh, that like, game whoever won that game had the had the, had the run up during lunch yeah so because it was two courts there was one in the like in the main little area there was another one all the way back so so and everybody wanted to play in that that main court because that's where everybody kind of like passed by and all that stuff. So like they would play in the morning, and whoever whoever won during the morning, that's who got the court at lunchtime, so they could run again at lunchtime. So I was like, and and back then it's it's when the the N one mixtape was was first going on. So I would just watch all the N one mixtapes and and try to do all those moves. So. So that's where I, that's where I kind of like first started like saying basketball is, is what I want to do. Okay, and then uh, first time you got a dunk on a regulation court. How old were you? The first time like I, I got a, a dunk, I, I would always try it in junior high, like in like eighth, like what is it, eighth grade? Yeah, eighth grade, like the the final year of junior, and like I would would jump and grab the rim and all, but I would never be able to like dunk the ball and then once I got to high school I remember uh, we're playing I was I played JV and we're playing against Bell which was the back then was the rival of, of Southgate and and we're playing and it's a packed house because I mean it's a rivalry game and the uh, varsity games after so they're getting ready to, to to, uh, to play and somebody passed me the ball and I, and I kind of like just dropped up and I dunked and I dunked it and in the beginning it was, it was like the gym kind of like like silent because like I mean I don't know when the last time I had seen a dunk prior to that yeah. and, and and just the like I just turned to like the varsity and our side of the, of the crowd and everybody just started going crazy like I, I caught myself by surprise too because I was like oh, oh, oh like that's crazy like I just kind of like just jumped and it was like the adrenaline and all that stuff and yeah so that was kind of like that was like where I'm actually dark and it was during the game damn that's crazy and it was a drop step a little drop step done little yeah it was a drop step I just kind of like got the ball and I turned around and I just dunked it. <laughs> That's sick. You are now tuned in to the Shoot the Rock podcast.
which championship do you cherish the most? I know you have a lot of them, you know, and f I mean, it's like picking your favorite kid, I guess. And it's, maybe it sucks for me to ask that question because there's so many. So I, I, I'll ask you, what's your 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 most remembered championship? And if even if you want, you can do like top three or whatever because I know that there's some that you'll be like, oh, if I say this one, then that doesn't mean that one. You know what I mean? So like. Like what are what is your top one, and then what are what what are the like the, the the top closest three that you think that are your your most favorite championships or remember the most or most cherished to you or whatever? Uh, my top one is not a professional championship, but it's uh, with the national team. We won the championship in Venezuela. We won the gold medal, and we qualified for the for the for, for the World Games. That's, to me, that's the most memorable one because, I mean, obviously we did it for our, for the country. So yeah, that's that's to me the 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 most memorable one, a special one because, uh, I mean, we we went to that tournament as uh, kind of like they suspended Panama, and so they invited us as kind of like a wild card and. And Venezuela, which was the host, they they asked them like they were able to choose who they wanted to play first. And I guess thinking that we were gonna be like the worst team in the tournament, they picked us, and we ended up winning that first game. And we ended up winning the tournament and qualifying to the World Games. I don't know after like 40 years of not making it. Damn, that's sick. So that's that's your top the top one. And you, so you guys weren't supposed to make that tournament, and then you guys ended up, and that's kind of where the Dos Guerreros things came together, right? Because I know you had mentioned um, you guys weren't supposed to be invited. I know that there was uh, conflict in between, like, uh, some federation. You know, it's all politics, basketball politics that were going on. But but I know that there was, you know, it was like pretty much you guys were going on your own ticket, it seemed like, because uh, you guys didn't even have, like, uniforms. You guys had, like, a company sponsor. You guys used uniforms because the the federations were kind of fighting each other so that's it seems like that's why the Dos Guerreros formed right because because you guys were like fuck it we're gonna do it for us and we're gonna do it for the country and it doesn't really matter who else um, who else is involved it seemed like yeah it, it initially started at the Pan American Games in 2011 but then uh, I mean when we went to the that tournament in Venezuela like that's where uh, like the, I guess you, you could say like the top all the top players actually got together and, and, and went to that tournament and so we we kind of uh, uh, got together and, and did a good preparation for it and and, and we were determined to, to kind of like do well in the tournament we, I mean obviously we didn't think we were going to win it but we wanted to we knew we, we could uh, uh, perform well and, and, and make a name of ourselves. But we ended up winning, and and it, 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 and it, it was a, it was crazy because I mean that's the time where uh, it really kind of like we were all over the the the, the news and uh, comparing us to the the soccer team because the soccer team back then was losing the national team, so. Uh, it was sweet. It was sweet, and I, I guess you said like top and the other top championships. 
Uh, I mean, yeah, man, they're all, they're all nice. I guess I could say, like, the first one uh, that I actually did take a part of in Jalapa, played and, and did well. Uh, that was special because it was my first professional one. And uh, and this last one in, in Mexicali because I mean, everything I went through prior to coming back here and just to finish it off, winning the championship and actually playing well in, 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 the, in, the, in the playoffs and being able to contribute after everything I suffered through was, I think that that was special too. Well, yeah, man. I think uh, me as a as a fan, um, as a friend, you know, listening to this and 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 hearing all this, the, these stories is great, you know. And I think, um, you know, I, I I think the the interviewing things that you're gonna start doing on the Matador Sports and all the all the other things that you got going on is definitely gonna, you know, right now is the right time to to kind of perfect those things. You know, we're at home and we're we're just kind of busy busy doing nothing so i appreciate you for coming on to the the shoot the rock podcast man and uh, you know uh for me it's it's more it's obviously more more friendship with you but it's always it's always good to hear the stories you know i was there you know for your senior day um you know at ucla you were the only senior and for me that for me as a as a lorenzo mata fan that was one of my biggest things, you know, I know we've, we, I was, I happened, I was fortunate enough to be in Mexico, um, but as far as like the, my top highlight is just watching you play at UCLA, bro, because, you know, as, as kids, as Latinos, um, you know, I'm, I'm 10 years uh, above you or whatever, but I think I, I always, I always find the time to, to look up to, to you because you're always so humble and stuff like that, and, and, you know, just, you doing these things um you know you're loved in mexico and anything you do is like you if you put your mind to it you know like i said you know the lord of the rings bro anything that you put your mind to you're gonna get it done so i i appreciate you for coming to the pod i appreciate you for being my homeboy you know and i you know it's all love bro no, no i appreciate it and uh i feel like i've been asking you to be on for me to be on this pod for a minute but it's I guess it took uh, a pandemic for me to come on here. <laughs> nah, dog. You know how it is, bro. It's it's one of those things where it's like like I, I see you as a friend first. You know what I'm saying? And I think I think you know it's it's like I don't I don't really ask you for favors except for like when you have those extra size 15 shoes. Like that's the only time I ask for favors. So I save those favors, dog. So now knowing that you that you want to jump on the podcast, bro, we'll do this shit all the time. But that's all love, dog. Uh, I mean, I know I know a lot of people are gonna love hearing this podcast, and I, I love having you on here, bro. And you know we we got that we got our our. our our, our Taquache fucking uh, group text going on every day, bro. And it's always good to hear from you. But um, it's good to have you on the pod, bro. So all love, all basketball, pura raza. Good looking out, big low. Thank you, dog. Yeah, dog. And, 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 uh, thanks for having me. And yeah, whenever whenever uh, we have a chance, let's, let's jump on it again and, and, and talk some, some more stuff, man. We still got a lot to talk about and, and a lot a lot that people kind of I guess doesn't really know about stuff so yeah. let's, 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 let's 
Yeah, so this is this will be a part one, dog. So we'll we'll keep it going, man. We'll, we might bring in uh, a couple other guys that that know know some of the stories, you know. So for sure, big low, good looking out, all love, peace. Yeah, yeah, we out. Yes, yes, you're now rocking with the best. Yes, yes, you're now rocking with the best. Uh, come from the wood. Yes, you're now rocking with the best. Yeah, yeah, we out.